everyone. Welcome to episode five of Are You Afraid of Ghosts? Where each week I will talk about true ghost stories, haunted houses, paranormal activity, urban legends, and more. My name is Jessica Atkinson, soon to be Jessica Golliford, and I am excited to share my findings with you. If this is the first episode you're listening to, I would love to hear your personal ghost stories if you can send them to areyouafraidofghosts at gmail.com. Tonight's episode will be about a creepy place named the Stanley Hotel. It's pretty famous. The Stanley Hotel was loca- was the location inspired for the for Stephen King's The Shining. So why is the Stanley Hotel so haunted? Its history is odd, starting with how it became owned by Freeland O. Stanley. He and his wife Flora visited Colorado in 1903 in hopes that the clean air and fresh climate would help cure his tuberculosis. It did, and the Stanleys chose to make the location home to a grand hotel, which they opened in 1909. They outfitted it with the latest technology, including electric lights, running water, telephones, and automobiles. They even built their own hydro plant that provided electricity to the hotel. They say both Freeland O. Stanley and his wife, long dead, have since materialized within the hotel, with Mr. Stanley appearing at the bar, while Mrs. Stanley can sometimes be heard happily playing the piano. They aren't alone. Many other ghostly sightings have occurred throughout the years. The land's previous owner, the fourth Earl of Dunraven, haunts room 407. He's occasionally been seen in the room, standing in the corner the smell of pipe tobacco lingering in the air. Ghostly children haunt room 418. Sounds of laughter and running footsteps can sometimes be heard in the room and throughout the hotel's hallways. Strangest of all are the indentations on the bed, despite no one having been in the room. Flicker used David, uh, user, excuse me, user, David shared a photo from the exact moment a Stanley Hotel tour guide had a ghostly encounter of her room, her own room, um, in four, room 418, excuse me. She's been, she'd been talking about the room's um, occupants when she shuddered and said, one of them is hugging my leg right now. Jeez. According to the Stanley Hotel's official website, the concert hall is also haunted. While you may hear Flora Stanley tapping on the piano keys, there are also reports of an occasional ghostly get out. The ghost of Lucy, as well, has been found in the concert hall, answering questions for curious staff and ghost hunters. She can sometimes be heard humming distant melodies. Okay, so before I get into all the um, details and testimonials. I just wanted to say that why I chose this is because it's a pretty famous hotel and um, I wanted to kind of see what it was all about. If you have an, ever stayed there, I would love to hear your story and we'll see what this, what all these other people have to say. It's crazy. Okay, so um, room 217 at the Stanley Hotel. So 
one specific event may have opened the way for numerous paranormal experiences that followed. It happened in room 217. So this is told by the hotel's um, archivist, Jesse Fritas. In 1911, room 217 was the presidential suite, said Jesse Fritas, the hotel's archivist. Okay, just said that. <laughs> An L-shaped room that took up the space that now houses two rooms, 217 and 215. On the evening of June 25th of that year, a thunderstorm cut the power and all of the hotel's guests were taken down to the lobby while staff was charged with lighting the backup gas lamps. There was an unknown gas leak when chambermaid Elizabeth Wilson entered room 217 with a lit candle. Geez, that does not sound good. The gas didn't have an odor in that time period, so she couldn't smell anything. As soon as she entered the room, there was an instant explosion. The massive blast destroyed about 10% of the nearly 70,000 square foot hotel, its entire West Wing. It was a compression explosion. So it actually put out its own fire. Otherwise, it would have burned down the hotel because it is mostly wood, a timber frame structure. The force of the explosion sent Wilson crashing into the McGregor dining room located directly under room 217. She suffered two broken ankles, but recovered from her injuries. Stanley paid all of her medical bills, and after she recoup recuperated, Wilson was made head chambermaid and worked at the hotel until her death in the 1950s. After her death, she began to haunt, haunt the room, sometimes by folding guests' clothing and putting them away. If an unmarried couple is occupying the room, Frida said, the very proper Mrs. Wilson's ghost may climb into bed with them and try to force them apart. <laughs> oh my God. That's the official story as told by Frida's, the one that is generally accepted as what really happened. But any good ghost story also contains a quite a bit of mystery. Five different Colorado news accounts of the incident reported five different, sometimes vastly different stories. The Denver Times reported just a day later that the chambermaid's name was Elizabeth Lambert and that she was fatally injured. The same report said that she was joined on the second floor by another maid, Eva Colburn, who was thrown through a wall onto the hotel porch, but she was merely stunned. The Denver Post also reported Elizabeth Lambert was fatally injured during her fall into the dining room, just as a fashionable throng of guests was finishing dinner. Well, that sounds interesting. She just falls through the dining room as people are eating. That's great. Somehow, all of the guests narrowly escaped injury as room 217 fell into their laps. But this account describes a fire that added to the damage, which was heroically put out by Miss Colburn after she had been blown through a hole in the wall onto the porch. Jeez. She then grabbed a fire extinguisher and began fighting the flames. A third maid, Mary Donaldson, was also caught in the explosion, according to the Post, and she too found an extinguisher and began to put out the fire. Geez, these are some badass women trying to put out fires. The Colorado Springs Gazette reported a story close to what is accepted as the truth, but added that an, addition, an additional seven people were injured. The report further identified the broken ankle victim as head chambermaid Elizabeth Wilson of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. A report that ran in the Rocky Mountains was a submitted story. The byline read, special to the news. 
It reported the accepted true version of Wilson sustaining two broken ankles, but further reported Alfred Lamborn, general manager of the hotel and wife and daughter, were having dinner in the room below. A large steel girder from the second floor crashed down, landing between the three, smashing the table, said, stated the news. The party escaped with bruises. This report also said that the incident started while testing the gas system and a small ex explosion had occurred about an hour prior to the big one. Then the door to room 217 blew off. Employees then went in search of the leak of the sorry employees then went in search of the leak to the room on the second floor a moment later a terrific detonation startled the guests of the hotel and finally the fort collins weekly courier reported that the gas explosion was a result of unknown circumstances since the gas lights were not in operation at the time this report claimed that guests had been saved because a late dinner was to be served that evening Curiously, in the Fort Collins report, the victim is named Lizzie Leitenberger. None of the reports mentioned a thunderstorm, and all of the reports said the victims were taken to Longmont Hospital. Also, all the stories agree the explosion occurred at around 8 p.m. This is the most paranormal story we tell because it's such a mystery, said Fritas. No employee records from the time period are still at the hotel, and no photograph of Elizabeth Lizzie Wilson Lambert Leitenberger of Lancaster can be found. So that's pretty interesting. Okay, there's more. So I was checking out a website. It's on strangerdimensions.com. And there is a man named Rob Schwartz. And he wrote an amazing article. So here's some of the article. Ghosts on a Staircase. On April 18th, 2016, which was right around the corner. That was uh, two years ago. CNN shared an Instagram image posted by tourist Henry Yao. He'd taken a photo of the staircase only to find what appeared to be two apparitions, it apparitions at the top of the stairs. The figures have been described as a woman in old fashioned clothing with a child standing next to her. So for those of you, obviously I can't show the picture on a podcast, but I can post on our picture um, I'm sorry, on our Instagram and Facebook pages. So are you afraid of ghosts? Um, like our Facebook page, here's my shameless plug. And like our uh, follow our Instagram account. You can check out all the pictures that go with these stories. According to CNN, Yao had reported visited the Stanley Hotel based on its haunted history and connection to Stephen King's The Shining and had waited for the staircase to be empty before taking the photo. However, skeptics have deemed the figure nothing but an image artifact. So I'll post it and you guys can be the judge. A figure from above. This is the next one. On April 22nd, Megan Levy and her fiancé Kyle visited the Stanley Hotel and took some pictures, only to find a strange anomaly in one of them. A mysterious figure that seems to peek through one of the windows in the top left. Again, I will post this picture on Instagram and Facebook so you guys can see. You may think the photo is a bit lacking, but it's not the only case of a spirit caught caught gazing out of one of the hotel's windows. Stephen Wagner, About.com's paranormal phenomena expert, has collected many ghost stories, one of which involves a man named George and his encounter with what may, may, may be the ghost of a young child looking down at him from a window at the historic hotel. In October 2017, a new photo 
of ghostly activity surfaced. This one of two haunting vaporous girls near a staircase inside the hotel. Jay Mosling, who took the photo, claimed there were no girls present in the room when the photo was taken. Ooh, definitely can't wait to see all these pictures and see what you guys think. Lucy and Pink. To round out the more recent ghost sightings, on April 19th, 2015, Week in Weird highlighted a photo taken by Stephanie Rydell and her co-worker while on an infamous Stanley ghost hotel ghost tour. They captured the photo as they ventured down into the concert hall basement, and on closer examination, it contains a haunted, a haunting vision indeed, that of a small girl wearing a pink dress staring deathly forward. Wow. According to Weak and Weird, they believe it may be the ghost of Lucy, a young runaway girl who had once taken refuge in the hotel's basement and later died. Yeah, no thanks. I don't want to see that. All right. So then some, I was reading some testimonials and some stories because you guys know this is all about ghost stories and what people have truly experienced. And I think that that's the best. Um, after I read this part, I'm going to talk about unsettling guest and staff stories that um, that have been all posted about the hotel as well. So here goes. The first one. This is from this was posted April 24th, 2013 by a man. Um, with the username Loki1335. Okay. He says, So I stayed in Colorado for the 420 celebrations out there. If you guys don't know what 420 is, look it up. This is not that kind of podcast. Okay. So I stayed in, in Colorado for the 420 celebrations out there. Me and a friend decided to stay at the famous Stanley Hotel. I am a believer he was not. We checked in and instantly felt strange. The vibe the place gives off is just amazing. Only one, only way I can explain it is that when you walk into the hotel, it feels like you go back in time, if that makes any sense. Anyways, the day was pretty uneventful. At night, however, things picked up. It started with constant bangings on our window. Now we're on the fourth floor, which is the top floor of the hotel, and no rooms on either side of us. Fresh snow is on the roof, so you could see footprints if it was someone on the roof. No ice hanging off our windows, so it wasn't ice hitting the window. We tried to debunk everything that happened, but a couple things we couldn't explain. The banging, I could write off. However, the voice on the tape recorder that says, let him know and my buddy's, oh, that says, let him know and my buddy's name written on the mirror after he showered are two things I can't. No one else was in our room. My buddy was scared, so I didn't, I know it wasn't him that wrote it. I certainly didn't write it. And if it was the hotel playing up the haunted theme, how would they know he was going to shower first or that he was even going to be staying with me since the room was rented under my name? While we were there, my phone died, my camera died, and my cooling fan on my computer, which is only one and a half years old, fried out within 20 minutes. When I say fried, I mean you could smell electrical wires burning in it. The electricity in the hotel was so out of control, when we would go to push the elevator button, a shock would shoot out two inches and shock you. This happened every time we went to, to the elevator. I have the voice on a recorder and pics of the name on the mirror, along with audio of banging we kept hearing. When I get back to my hometown, I will post them. 
I totally am going to try to find them. I couldn't find them when I looked. All of this stuff happened about 1 a.m. after my buddy just got done saying how lame the hotel was. Guess it showed him. Warned him not to instigate anything. Anyways, just a cool story I thought I'd share. Let the debunkers begin debunking if they want. I was there and I know what I heard, felt, and saw. So that's all the proof I need. But I will post everything else in a few days. So let them have their fun with it. And before people blame the weed, I have smoked for 14 years. You do not hallucinate, hallucinate off marijuana. For those that think it was a hallucination or something off pot, you really haven't tried pot. Pot couldn't account for any of these experiences, so don't feed me a line of bullcrap and call it steak if you haven't tried it. Don't tell me what it can and can't do to you. This guy's pretty defensive. Then somebody said, how about checking the windows? So he added, I checked the panes of glass in the window, pretty solid. I thought about all these different things, not to sound like the ghost hunters, but I am a plumbing HVAC worker. So I know a little bit about noise events, etc. As far as something on the roof, we have a clear view of our room from downstairs and couldn't see anything hanging on the roof. Looked for everything from ice to loose shingles, nothing. As far as my buddy messing with me, he was more worked up about it than I was. I could barely even get him back to the room after things happened. We stayed at the Stanley just to say we stayed at the Stanley. We stayed at the Sheraton in downtown Denver for the festivals. And yes, everywhere was a lot of driving. I probably put a thousand miles on my truck while in Colorado, plus the 2000 there and back. The electrical issues I can account to the altitude and possible electrical problems in the hotel. The window, okay. Could have been something blown blowing by and hitting it four times. The voice in the recorder we still got is still there with no one else in our room, so I got nothing for that. Room 407 is kind of isolated. Only room on that side of the hallway. As for the mirror, okay, maybe somebody was messing with us, but it wasn't my buddy and it wasn't me. If it was the hotel, they are damn good at knowing which one of us got a shower first in that room. LOL. Because his name wasn't even on the check-in sheet. We reserved it under my name and credit card. I can't even talk to him about his his experience there because it's still giving him the goosebumps. All in all, I could probably explain three out of the four experiences with rational explanations, but a few I just can't explain. That's a good story. Okay. So 17 unsettling staff and guest stories of hauntings at the hotel The Shining is based on. So this was uh, written by Chrissy Stockton um, in 2016. So she states um, the Stanley Hotel in its Est Estes, sorry guys, if you're in Colorado, Estes Park, Colorado, is allegedly one of the most haunted locations in the U.S. Hundreds of paranormal investigations take place there each year with mixed results. Stephen King stayed there with his family and woke up from a nightmare to begin writing a novel based on a stay there, The Shining. So if you guys don't know that story, that's a whole different thing, but. Jim Carrey stayed there while filming Dumb and Dumber at the hotel and only lasted three hours. Ooh, I'd love to know that too. So here are the most, some of the most compelling stories from staff and hotel guests. Room 217. So the hotel was getting ready to shut down for the season due to the fact that they did not have heat in the hotel and wouldn't till the 80s, I believe. And it was just too cold. So they were surprised when Mr. King showed up ex unexpectedly with his family. They were stuck in a snowstorm and so were offered bedding for the night. 
making them essentially the only people in the hotel. Later on, when exploring the, ho the halls of the hotel, he witnessed an apparition of a woman that chilled him to the bone. The apparition was said to be that of a former employee who was the head maid. Many years before, the hotel had lost power due to a storm, and she was asked by the manager of the hotel to go through and light the lamps, their backup source of light. What, what no one knew is that there was a gas leak, so I explained that earlier. Um, once you open the door, essentially, it, you know, blew up. That room was 217, the same room Stephen King was staying in the night he was visiting the hotel. Now, the maid did survive this catastrophe and went on to work at the hotel for a few more years, but she still sticks around. If Stephen King hadn't been stuck in a snowstorm and offered boarding, we wouldn't have The Shining today. Room 401. A male ghost, who some believe to be an Irish name, ma Irish man named Lord Dunraven, is reported to be in this room. Although he never visited the hotel in life, as it was built 20 years after he left Estes Park, it was built on land he once owned. In the closet, women feel their hair being played with, an arm around, oh my Jesus, I can't read this, an arm around their shoulder or waist, or a hand moving up the back of their leg. I would freak out. Men don't feel particularly welcome in, the, in this room sometimes as they have felt someone pressing them into bed or their jewelry disappearing. This was the room where Jason of the Ghost Hunters television show had his drinking glass, which was set on the nightstand, implode while he was sleeping. The closet door also opened and closed on its own. Wow. Okay. So you can see this is definitely more than one. Room 407. There's a lot of rooms here going on here. People have reported being tucked in this room. A little boy said that he kept kicking his covers off and they kept coming back up throughout the night. Oh, hell no. His mother was quite shocked and said that she hadn't woken during the night and certainly didn't keep covering him. Another guest reported feeling someone sit on the edge of the bed, but when she turned the light on, no one was there. She did, however, see an indentation as, as if someone just got up. Okay, room 418. Ghost children do mis mischievous things in this room. Covers are sometimes removed during the night, and hangers are known to move on their own. Bathroom lights have also been reported to turn on and off on their own. A little girl, about four years old, and her mother stayed in there a few years ago. The following morning, the girl reported being tickled by a little boy during the night. She wasn't afraid, though. Instead, she simply told the little boy to stop, and he did. Okay, then. Room 428. A ghost cowboy tends to frequent this room. A couple of, a couple of years back, um, wait, I don't know what this, this is, terrible writing. Sorry, guys. Um, a couple, a few years back, there we go, awoke to find a Wild West cowboy pacing at the end of their bed. After watching him for a few minutes, they politely asked him to leave, which he did, but not before leaning over the lady as if kissing her. Female guests sometimes wake to find him leaning in for a kiss in the forehead. So I guess he's a sweet ghost. Room 217 again. 
Many housekeeping events happen in this room. Guests have reported returning to their room after dropping off their bags and finding their luggage has been unpacked for them. Other guests have also reported their shoes being lined up neatly on the end of the bed. Shadows have also been reported passing through walls as this room was once part of the much larger suite until the mid 2000s. Well, at least they're nice. I mean, at least she's nice. She's organizing them. I wish somebody <laughs> would unpack my stuff when I get to a hotel. That'd be nice. Okay, room 302. A male ghost has been seen as a shadow in this room, walking near the walls. Photos have been known to fly off the walls, and Grant from Ghost Hunters had a table levitate while changing film. Room 413. Several guests have reported seeing a man dressed in old-fashioned clothes standing in the corner of the room. The face of a man in a blue ball has also been seen on the outside door of the room. The concert hall. So the concert hall also is a hot spot of paranormal activity. Paul worked at the Stanley from 1995 to 2005 and died of a heart attack while en route from the hotel to the hospital after suffering chest pains. Known as the jack of all trades, one of Paul's responsibilities was to enforce the hotel's 11 p.m. curfew. It's not uncommon to hear a faint ominous get out in the after hours, though it's unclear if he'd be so bold as to shush hotel founder Flora Stanley, who can often be heard playing the piano, sometimes seven decades after her demise. A construction worker sanding the floor just a few years ago believes Paul was brazen enough to physically nudge him to the door after feeling two arms pull him back. Paul is also known to flicker the flashlights of touring groups. All right. The concert hall basement. Over the weekend, about 15 co-workers and myself had our company trip to the Stanley Hotel um, in Estes Park, known for Stephen King's inspiration for The Shining. We took an 8 p.m. ghost tour, where we joined about 15 other people to get guided around the property and told stories about its history and creepy things that are said to have happened. We were told to take lots of pictures. I'm sure to try and capture... I'm sure to try and capture orbs or ghosts. Many green orbs were caught in pictures, but I don't think anything is as creepy as this photo taken by my coworker, a little girl in a hot pink dress who was definitely not on our tour. And apparently years ago, a young girl, 12 or 13, by the name of Lucy was squatting in the basement of the concert hall, which is where this photo was taken, and I will post it, and discovered upon plans to begin some construction. She was forced to leave. The night got below freezing and she froze to death. That's sad. Everyone on my tour has vouched that this girl was not on our tour. Who would remember, who wouldn't remember seeing someone wearing that hot pink? The man pictured is our tour guide. No one would have been in front of him. I am convinced this is the ghost of Lucy. Just one more added note though. I doubt if anyone would believe me, but there was only one time throughout the tour where I felt any strange energy or feeling, and it was right here, heading down to the basement of the concert hall. That's creepy. Room 217 again, someone else's story. Elizabeth Wilson was the chief housekeeper who, during an early uh, summer storm in 1911, okay, we already know that, um, Oh, they're saying about how she 
oh, Stephen King um, stayed there. Uh, let's see what else she writes. Guests have reported items moved, luggage unpacked, and lights being turned on and off. Okay. Talked about Lucy. They still talk about how she lingers. The hotel at large. Eddie, who initially presented himself with a foul odor, earning him the nickname Stinky Man, apparently offended by the moniker, Eddie switched tactics and began exuding a more pleasant smell. I don't know anything about this, but this is kind of weird. His presence, however, seems to cause discomfort, possibly due to a life of hardship, according to visiting psychics and mediums. He has since lightened up, but remains the resident prankster and apparently a ladies' man, often suspected of stroking the hair and kissing their cheeks of female guests. Eddie began visiting the Stanley just a few years ago and has no known connection to the property. It is wondered if Lucy and Eddie are simply a new demographic of guests and raises the question of travel in the afterlife. Yeah, sounds pretty interesting. A myriad of phenomena, not necessarily attributed to the aforementioned usual suspects, has been reported throughout the property. The sounds of partygoers, bygone celebrations, and children laughing, particularly on the fourth floor, where children and nannies once stayed, can often be heard. The hotel's afterlife is awesome. Off, awesome. Wow. Well, it sounds pretty awesome. The hotel's afterlife is often palpable and has attracted professional skeptics and paranormal investigators alike. The Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures and Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters are just two of the many teams to investigate the incur- occurrences. Most claim to have heard voices and thumping and saw strange lights, shadows, and orbs. Ghost Hunter's lead investigator, Jason Hawes, had a glass in his nightstand shatter not long after the closet door opened and closed. Okay, another one about the concert hall. I'm pretty skeptical when it comes to supernatural or paranormal happenings, but one thing in particular really messed with my head. At the beginning of the tour, you follow tour guide to the music hall, which will be often be occupied by children playing during the daytime. When you arrive in the hall, you're seated in the observation box and given an introduction of sorts explaining that none of the spirits or activity are angry or violent and that a lot of the activity was thought to be that of children, especially in this hall. So our guide asked by show of hands if any of the tour members are good with kids to which I, along with four or five others, raised our hands. Everyone who raised their hands, she gave a dumb, dumb sucker to us to hold on, to hold out on our palm as if we were handing it to a child. And depending on the spirits, comfortable, whether or not the spirits were comfortable with you, they would supposedly pull on the sucker. Some people claimed to feel movement. Some didn't feel a thing. I personally felt and watched this effing sucker drag from the middle of my hand all the way off to the ground. That effed me up. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. The staircase to nowhere. When I was a kid, the Stanley was just a pretty hotel with dumpy rooms. 1970s canary yellow and olive drab. Borderline crap hole. <laughs> Love the description. We never stayed there. It was just a place to get a good cheap lunch. Obviously, this was before the miniseries when it was still cheap and not haunted. (laughs) Anyway, I'd screw around and explore the hotel because hotels are fun to screw around in and explore. 
my brother, my sister, and myself were wandering the hotel after lunch, poking our heads into open rooms and whatnot. Well, we round the corner of the hallway, and to our right in a small opening is a small opening in the wall. Of the hall leading to a set of very narrow and steep circular stairs descending into pitch black darkness. None of us <laughs> had the nerve to check it out. Wish we had. I never saw the staircase again. Third floor. My ex-girlfriend and I went there around New Year's a couple years ago. I can confirm it is very haunted. On the third floor, my ex turned white as a sheet after stopping in front of a particular door. I asked her what had happened. She said that something had ran their hand from her backside to the nape of her neck. There was no one else around but us. Wow. When they got all of the tour members gathered around the door she had the experience at, she began to tell the group about an apparition that likes to grope pretty young ladies and run his hand from their backside up to their neck. Super spooky. The ballroom. It's absolutely beautiful and haunted. My sister lived in Colorado for years, so one winter we were visiting, we decided to make the trip to Estes Park. Well, being the rule breakers we are in the family, we ditched the official tour and took our own. We came across the big room with chairs covered in white cloth. We decided to play ghost and drape the cloths over ourselves, pretend to be ghosts, and take pictures. We, of course, thought we were hilarious. The ghost decided to delete every picture we took in that room. All the pictures we took before and after were still on the camera. Just the ones where we were playing ghost were deleted weird place. That is weird. Room 1301. In a bathroom at the Stanley, the shampoo bottle was thrown into the tub once we were investigating 1302 once. Well, it's supposed to be 1301, but it says 1302. Okay. Not sure which room it is. I've had my I've had my voice recorder knocked over as far as seeing anything with my own eyes or objects thrown at me. No, not yet. I think it takes a lot of energy for spirits to manipulate our physical environment. So it's rare, but it does happen. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So to the point. Okay. A few more stories that I found. This is from Tracy Sudbay hash via Facebook. Back in 1993, my husband and I were using a gift certificate that we got as a wedding gift to stay there. We had lived in Colorado many years, but have never stayed there. We had our infant son with us, and his little portable crib was between the two beds. It was a room with two twin beds at the time. In the middle of the night, at some point, the baby crib shook violently. It woke us, and we were freaked out. We did not sleep the rest of the night. Stayed up holding the baby and left first thing in the morning. Jeez, I would too. Lindsay Star Murray via Facebook says, I definitely had something touch my arm and my hair stood up and I got goosebumps and it got cold in the second floor east side where the couch is in the hallway. Meg Holloway via Facebook says, I have visited the Stanley several times, once in the stillness of an afternoon. I heard children's voices from outside. I looked out the window and walked around. No one was there. I have always wondered about it. Christy Good via Facebook says, I worked night audit and front desk there in the early 2000s. Flora's piano would play by itself late at night. 
got locked in the kitchen several times when all the doors slammed shut at the same time and locked. I can go on and on. Well, I'd love to hear more from her because, first of all, getting locked in the kitchen once and then let alone several times, I would not work there anymore. I don't care. I would be completely out of a job. I wouldn't care. Okay. Kristen Diley says, we were there for Halloween last year. Well, that sounds pretty good. And after the party, we went up and changed. We were the only ones in the hallway. You can see the reflection in the mirror. My back, my boyfriend's arm with his phone up, and then someone standing behind him. It looks like said person behind him is in a uniform of some kind and actually looks eerily similar to the image that is going around on the news right now. I don't know which image she's talking about, but I've got to look into that. Larry Basis via Facebook says, I was goofing around in my room there by playing a joke. I giggled with the lamp cord, giggled with the lamp cord to make the light flash. Within 30 minutes, the room temp reached over 90 degrees. It scared me, so I checked out. <laughs> okay. I don't know if he said, meant to say giggled or wiggled, but either way, it's still funny. All right. Robin says via Facebook, I've only stayed there once. I woke up with a feeling someone was watching me. I immediately got very nauseous and broke out in a cold sweat. Haven't visited since. Amber says via Facebook, concert hall is definitely haunted. I worked at the Stanley for a few years off and on and definitely have had encounters at concert hall and manor house. There was multiple times I would hear singing upstairs, which wasn't too bad, but downstairs was bad. There were a few times I was down there alone and would get the feeling I needed to leave. And one time I was doing inventory alone and the bottle started rattling around loudly behind me. I was completely alone in the building and there was no way they could have done that by themselves. Yeah, I don't know why these people would work. And I mean, I'm all about visiting, but not working there. Like you're just asking to be haunted. Catherine Sanders via Facebook. We were on a tour for my daughter's birthday down in the rooms below the concert hall. She said, we need to leave. They don't want us here. She has no memory of saying that. Yikes. Christy says, I worked there for two years. Was typically too busy to notice anything. We mostly tried to scare each other. <laughs> and lastly, Karen Clark via Facebook says, I used to clean the motel and crazy stuff was always happening. Well, I'm sure it was because this sounds like a crazy ass place and... I would totally love to stay there. I don't know about Halloween. I don't even know if I could do that. But the fact that Stephen King stayed there, had a nightmare, and then had to write an entire movie based on it is just creepy as hell. So I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I'm really freaked out. And I really hope that you're enjoying my podcast. Um, I would love for you to send me some true stories. Please check out our Facebook and Instagram for some pictures I will post by tomorrow. And um, hopefully I didn't scare you too much. Good night.